All right, we are live. Welcome to the next episode of BKI Paintball. I'm Scott Kemp, and I got a very special guest with us. We got Keith Brown from Edmonton Impact. Keith, how's it going, <laughs> my man? <laughs> What's up, Scotty? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How's it out there in Florida? Man, it is. It's pretty crazy. Uh, so there's a crazy uh, storm coming in. Uh, Hurricane Matthew. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on the news. and. Uh, yeah, so it's Category 4, so it's going to get pretty intense. I was supposed to fly out for practice this weekend, but I'm going to miss that, unfortunately. Yeah. Are all the flights canceled heading out of there? Yeah, I'm guessing they just pretty much throughout the entire day. Damn. Like, probably tomorrow, uh, probably Saturday as well. What uh, what airport do you fly out of out there? Uh, MCL, Orlando Airport. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, that's a big one, too. Yeah, man, it's it's gonna suck. I don't know what they're gonna do. They're gonna probably gonna be backed up for a few days. Yeah, damn. Well, you've been a busy busy guy on the road a lot. Um, you guys have been playing all the Millennium events. Um, obviously the NXLs. Um, have you done any other events besides uh, those two leagues? Uh, we played a a CPL event that was in in um. Uh, the Netherlands and Amsterdam. Oh, nice. And uh, it was right before the uh, Paris event, so it worked out. And it was actually on the same layout as the field set up for the uh, Paris event. Yeah, that's always nice. You already know the so, field. Yeah, exactly. It helped a lot, and we got a lot of play time. So nice. it was a really good, uh, really good practice and a nice event Yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for... So for all the, the listeners out there, uh, if you're not familiar with Keith Brown, star snake player on Edmonton Impact. Um, prior to that, played on Tampa Bay Damage. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you're, what now, 24 years old? I'm 23. I will 23. be 24 in, on October 29th. Oh, nice. It's coming so up. So pretty soon here, yeah. before, before Cup. So 23, and you've been playing pro for five years now. And, yep. and Damage and Impact were the only two uh, pro teams, right? You, Damage was your first mm-hmm. pro team? Mm-hmm. Yep, Damage was my first pro team. Nice. And they, this uh, this year has been a pretty astonishing year for for uh, Impact and, and you and all around. You, you guys have already won four events. You guys have already won four events this year. Uh, you just locked up the Millennium championship as that uh season just ended so congrats on that as well thank you and um yeah so this is i mean arguably one of your best years so far in your career um you know how do you stay motivated and uh you know keep the grind on oh well it'll take a couple seconds to make you really want to sharpen up uh in between the wins that we've had we've taken a few second places and uh, as a team, it hurts because we feel like we should do better on the, you know, you know, just about every event. So I mean, it, like you said, it's it's hard to stay on the grind, you know, as far as drilling and stuff like that. But you have to do it, and if you want to stay on top, you you know, you have to do the little things. Yeah, so definitely those uh, those second places give you a reality check and keep you hungry. Mhm. How did you how did you get started playing paintball? 
I was just uh, randomly with with some friends, uh, just kind of like started out in the woods, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, just kind of like I was the only one that really stuck with it. It was I think five friends or so. Yeah, and they all kind of just quit out. I mean, they got a little further, but none of them really played tournaments or anything like that. So, so as you you know, you stayed with paintball and and kept chasing it and got interested in tournament paintball. How did you get linked up? Uh, how did you get linked up with the the Tampa Bay Damage Camp? Uh, it's just uh, playing around them for a while. Uh, I played with the TKO team, which was a, a Division One team at the time. Yeah, yeah, I remember them. But I, uh, I also I tried out for a D one team that they had, like in two thousand eight. Before that, and I kind of made the team but then i missed the practice and i couldn't get to practice because i was only like 16 years old and didn't have a car <laughs> so i uh i missed practice and stuff like that so they cut me yeah. but they knew that i was pretty decent at the time i mean i thought i could have made the team yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i thought i was good enough to make the team but yeah it did so yeah. I was and Rumsey got hurt at the time, so they needed a snake player, and they brought me on to play uh, MPPL Vegas, which we actually ended up winning, oh, which is my first win ever. Period. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's always a big one. Um, I mean, like I've won a couple little local ones before that, but nothing, no national events. Yeah, took a whole bunch of second places. That's a whole different story. And yeah, um, I mean, I, I get this question all the time, and I'm sure you get it all the time too. And Kids are always asking, you know, how how do you get to uh, get on a pro team? You know, what's the best advice to like to get linked up with a pro team? Are they having tryouts? This, that, whatever. And you know, your your story exactly shows um, how a lot of people become pro. You know, it's being at that field where the local pro teams play, and hey, maybe it's not local, and you got to make the drive, but showing up showing your face, um, they, you know, see who you are. And then a little bit of being there at the right time at the right place. Rumsey got right. hurt. They needed a snake player. They know you could play. They knew yep. you were a snake player and then it all worked out. So. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it works. I mean, you just gotta, you gotta be there and you yeah. gotta, you know, be willing to take lumps at the same time too. In your, um, in your divisional career coming up, uh, did you have anybody you really looked up to? Any mentors or anything? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I had my favorite players. Mm-hmm. but Who were your favorite players? Uh, watching them play, like, the style, like, be short playing Snake. Yeah. It was just, he was, he was nasty. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was ultra nasty in the Snake. He still plays a snake, but he's 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 not go he's not gonna go bust up his body. No, yeah, he's not like the one that anymore. anymore. You know, yeah. he's not trying to do that. He yeah, you'll see Alex and right. Kyle be be the one, and, and Short will be the two, two mm-hmm. or the three even sometimes. Yeah, yeah, he's not trying to go yeah, blow himself up. Yeah, he he used to be scary when there was a long snake on the field. <laughs> exactly a straight snake i mean i wish i could play one of those <laughs> i don't even remember the last time i played one like yeah. that um so 
Well, I've I've seen you know I've been seeing you play since the the start of your pro career, and I've always been a big fan of you. And your game has you know improves every year, and I think um, your mentality and field awareness, and your mentality and field awareness is, is really picking up and getting sharper every year. Um, the the biggest thing that sets you apart from most snake players is you can play patient as well as be that aggressive snake guy off the break. And a lot of guys are just one dimensional and they can't do both. Um, right. You'll, you'll run the snake. You got the speed and athleticism and most people that have the speed and athleticism to play that snake as the one that's usually their robotic uh, only, you know, an aggressive front guy where that's it. You know, they know get in the snake or go to the God and then get in the snake and attack, 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 attack. Kind of um, like a one-trick pony. Exactly. And most yeah. snake players are like that. But you have the speed to do that. But I've also seen you play the pocket very well and be very patient and shoot your gun playing that short insert spot um, and battling your way out and then eventually working into the snake um, when you guys want to play a slower uh, game plan. And, right. um, and that's I think that's what really sets you apart makes you such a key player is that you can play both those roles. Um, and I, I, I want to say that you got that from Tampa Bay damage that, that patience, um, because they were such a defensive team when you were on the team. And, and I want to say you, you learned that style from them, but I mean, would you say that you would, um, contest that they were a big part of that style for you? I mean, all right, so first of all, one thing that like damage and I used to say all the time was uh it wasn't that we were a defensive team it was that like every team that we played we made them play a slow game uh -huh. you know what i'm saying it wasn't like we were trying to play slow right. it was the other team was going into lockdown mode uh -huh. instead of trying to you know be the aggressives and we would you know you can't run in the guns so yeah. i mean but at the same time i, I always tried to be an all-around player ever since my divisional days like yeah. i like to shoot off the break like i like to be able to do stuff like that as well as running the snake on the break and do some crazy stuff yeah and, you know and do you feel like you get that because in practice you know you'll play all around both roles <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i think that that you know when you get to play both roles and you know you get to play the dorito side maybe a little bit mm -hmm. it gives you a chance to see coming from because right. you'll get to actually see how the paint's coming in from the snake guy is it actually affecting him if he's in a snake one and you're in a dorito one like stuff little stuff like that i'll 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 play practice and look at things like that if i get to play the dorito side and then pretty much learn how to play the snake from playing one other side yeah if you get exactly. what i'm saying oh yeah exactly i, I totally agree I, I do that as well mm -hmm. and i think i think a lot of players um, th that are the snake one in, in their practices, they hurt themselves because they are so focused on being that aggressive snake guy that they might only run the snake or the God or the snake corner. And every single right. point, every single point they're playing one of those three spots and that doesn't turn them into that versatile player that can know the field and play different roles when they need to at the event. I think, you know, in practice, that's mm -hmm. where you kind of get that. And, and I, you know, we practice against each other a ton and I see you all over the field as well. So 
Um, right. I definitely agree what you're saying. Um, so I gotta, I gotta bring this one up and this might be, you know, a highlight of your career that will be in history forever. Um, I watched this video this morning and, and I saw it as well, you know, when it went down at the event, but I wanted to watch this video again this morning to, uh, refresh my memory on it on YouTube. You pull out a four on one at the Nashville open, um, in the finals against Houston heat. Um, mm-hmm. so if you guys haven't seen this video, just go to YouTube and search Keith Brown four on one and, uh, a bunch of them pop up, but it's all the, it's all the same clip, um, to give you guys a breakdown. Uh, Keith went to the God off the break and then you filled into the snake one mm-hmm. and you slowly lost your players all around you. Um, you were in the snake one and it was now a four on one. Uh, you, sh- you shot down the wire and you, and you shot Sergey down the wire. Then you went into the 50 snake. Fedorov was in the corner. You, you shot at him down the wire. So then he knew you were there. You came back into that snake too, and nobody saw you do that. He tried to run you on the highway, and he bunkered a ghost because you weren't there. You ended up shooting him. Um, you then uh, started playing out the outside. You shot uh, Greg Sewer's cross field. You caught him. You caught Greg Sewer's slip in cross field. Then it came down a one-on-one against Mishka, one of the greatest gunfighters in the world. You battled that out for about 30 seconds or more, and you won that gun battle and then hit the, the buzzer to, I believe, tie it up, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, so, tie it up. I mean, that is a phenomenal move. I mean, all around that play is insane. Uh, to win a four-on-one in the finals, you know, against another team that's clearly doing well because they're in the finals as well, and you do it to tie it up, like to, you know, swing that momentum into your favor. So I just want to ask you, um, you know, what was going through your mind step by step? Did you know it was a four on one? Were you just kind of playing or like, you know, what was going through your mind? And you look so calm too, when you watch this video, like, I love it. So break this down for me. Oh, for me. I thought we were winning the game. <laughs> I love it. I, I was, uh, there's no way I would stand up on the inside of the snake and shoot a guy. There's no way I would do that yeah. unless I thought we were winning. And the way they were playing, and they were just letting me move all over the place. So, and to me, I felt like I had some, some support. And you so, were just capitalizing because you didn't know it was a four-on-one, but they also didn't know it was a four-on-one. No, exactly. But they they thought nobody. They thought I was just dead. Yeah. They just thought I I, I don't <laughs> even know what's going on. And the bunker me, Greg just figured that I traded out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he looked at it. He was probably just like, oh well, there's nobody in there. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's happening. Refs aren't moving. Right. But um. I don't know. When I, like I said, I, I at the time I thought I was winning until I moved back and I saw the shadow of Fedorov coming to bunker me. Mm-hmm. If you if you watch the video, you can kind of see it. But from my point of view, I saw it like first thing. Yeah. If you if you also watch, I start shooting 
up in the air and stuff because I thought yeah. he was running all the way inside the bunker. Me. Yes, and when you did that move to go from the Snake 50 into the 2, why did, did you move back? Uh, because the 50 Snake was... Uh, you can get pinched out of it really easy. That's the only reason why I moved. If, I, if there were more people, I would have tried the battle from there. Yeah. So you moved back but. so you didn't get pinched. And it actually worked well into your favor because it ended right. up baiting Fedorov into a blind mm -hmm, run. Because he would he would have bunkered me blind. Yes. If 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 I thought I was you know on a higher body situation. Yeah. And yeah. winning a four on one, the odds are against you, and those don't happen often it is very rare i can't even recall the last four on one i saw somebody pull out um but the reason why you won it is because you stayed calm kept playing your game you know it could have been a five on five it could have been a a three on three it didn't matter in your mind you were just taking the next move to the next move and playing your position and doing your job um mm -hmm. and then a little bit of luck, a lot of skill, and then the cards went in your favor. Right. Also, you got to thank Dave Baines for not blowing blowing the horn. Exactly, because anybody else would blow it. I mean, like, what? what how did, I would have blew the horn immediately. Yeah. I would have like, oh, no way. He's yeah. in the snake. Exactly. You can't do this. And the, and the beauty of it, too, is that you were able to capitalize with before they could recognize uh, that it was a four on one, you know, because mm -hmm. if you were playing back in that snake one still and, you know, shooting your gun inside, you give them time to communicate, count the bodies that are coming off, slow it down, look at each other and realize, Hey, G four, where's the last body? It it's in the snake, snake one only. Right. And now when four guys know that you're the only one alive and they're all shooting at you and you're getting paint shot at you from four different guns, then you're really especially professional players. Exactly. Then you're really done. You're really <laughs> you just right there. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not gonna win <laughs> nine, almost ninety five percent of the time. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, phenomenal move again. If you guys are listening that haven't seen it, check it out. Keith Brown four on one. Um, it's sick. And um, <laughs> yeah. So like I was saying earlier, you, you guys are you guys are dominating right now, and you know no one can deny that. Impact is hands down right now, um, arguably the best team in the world. You guys are showing it on paper um, with all the wins, and even you know if not, you're you're getting second place. Um, what do you think separates you guys from all the other pro teams? Why are you guys doing so well right now? I think we have a good system, and we have obviously a lot of talent as well, but. We have a lot of players with a lot of uh, experience too. I mean, I don't. I think everyone on the team has been playing over six or seven years pro. Mm -hmm. I think I'm I'm the youngest on the team. Yeah. So a lot of experience has a lot to do do with it. Right. And and uh, yeah, we just have a good system on how we like to come to practice and analyze the field, stuff like that. And would you say a lot of it comes down to mental? Uh, yes. It's 95%. Oh, 
like especially ninety five percent mental, especially on Sunday. Yeah, Sorry. and and especially being surrounded with a group of guys who have all won a lot of events and championships already. Um, having that confidence, it's it's such a mental advantage, you know, against other teams that might not have been there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what what advice would you give uh, for for any new up and coming snake players out there? Um, they're young, they're fast, they're aggressive. They play the snake and, uh, yeah, they want to be the best snake player. They're coming for your spot, Keith. What what advice do you have? (laughs) Best advice I can say is watch me or not just watch me, but watch videos. Cause that's what I did. I I watched a ton of videos. Mm -hmm. I watched Brian Smith. That man was dirty. Oh yeah. Uh, people like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to watch these certain players. And maybe they weren't on the best team. He was on the Raiders at the time. Mm-hmm. And I would watch him. And Stu was going in. Yeah. And I try to, You try to mimic them almost, in a way. You try to find your own way to make it work. But you, like, play like them almost. Yeah. And it'll work in your favor. And watch, just, just practice as much as possible. It's one of the best ways is to just get field time. Mm-hmm. And and even watching, you know, watching live, if you ever have the opportunity to watch pros play at practice or at tournaments. And, um, yeah, you'll pick up so much. And, and even like you said, you know, if you don't have that access, watch online. Nowadays, more than ever, there's so many videos out there that, are, you know, at the, your fingertips. Um that are all, all free on YouTube or, you know, sign up for the Go Sports. It's, what is it, like $7, $8 a month? Um, mm-hmm. And you get access to all the uh, the Millennium and the NXLs. But, yeah, you'll learn a ton from watching that. I mean, we didn't really have too much of that. Um, I didn't, I especially didn't in the start of my pro career. Um, and right. then it just started, you know, getting bigger at the start of your career. But now there's so much out there. Yeah, you can get lost in it. And I totally agree with you. You know, watching watching films and, and imitating those players that are doing really well that you look up to, um, you'll learn a lot. I mean, it sounds silly, right? <laughs> but that's what works. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so... We got the World Cup coming up, and then uh, and then it's the off season. You, you have any plans for the off season? Are you gonna Are you gonna practice a lot, or take some time to recover, or go on vacation? What do you got planned? Um, I'll be playing a bit. I think I'll do a clinic in January. Nice. Do you know where where it's at I yet? Think, I think it'll be here in Orlando. Okay. I'll have a clinic here in Orlando. What's the Should be What's at, the field uh, name? Uh, XPX. Okay, cool. So how can uh, people get signed up? Do they go through you or the field? Uh, we haven't gotten it all set up yet, but uh, I think it'll be – we'll have it go through the field. All right, cool. So, yeah, guys, if you guys are out near the Florida area or in Florida, make that trip out there and, uh, yeah, sign up. Sign up. Yeah, uh, it'll be, it'll be sweet. Yeah, because, dude, it's <laughs> – that's another thing too that um, I always advise people to do. Anytime that there's a pro coming out to field in your area or you know within a couple hour drive from you, sign up for that clinic. It's worth it. You know, we're, what is the cost? You know, maybe a hundred bucks for the weekend or so, and you get a case of paint, and um, you're gonna learn so much. 
And the stuff that you take away from that, it's invaluable. I never had clinics to go to when I was growing up and going through divisional. There was no such thing. Um, you know, this is the best investment you can do with your money. And if you're really serious about paintball and you want to take mm-hmm. it to the next level and take them from different people, you know, what you'll learn from Keith Brown's clinic, you'll learn a ton of stuff. Um, and then if there's a Grayson golf clinic, you know, t- sign up for his clinic. Cause you're going to learn different perspectives from different people. Um, and right. They're so yep. valuable. So I always tell people, you know, sign up for clinics as many as you can do. Um, they, they definitely will pay off. I agree. They definitely, definitely help. Yeah. I got, I got one, one last question for you here, Keith, and then I'll, I'll let you go. Um, what do you think that our sport needs in, as far as tournament paintball um, to make that growth to the next step? What do I think it needs? I'm not really sure, Scott. I almost need help with the, with that question. It's tough, right? <laughs> it's it's definitely tough. You know, I, I feel like it's safe. It's safe. You know, it's it's a little bit expensive. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest part is if we can make it a little bit less expensive. Yeah, I but, agree. If uh, if paint could be cheaper and equipment could be cheaper. Yes. But other than that, I think it's great in the way it's played. Uh, I do not agree that much with M500. I will no. say that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that's the way paintball should be played, but it does make it cheaper. Right. And, and you it's know? the same theory as um, flip deck. I'm not a fan of flip deck. I think it takes away from the um, the viewers, and I think it takes away from the players. But the concept, or the 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 reason I think it hurts it, the viewers as well. Yeah, the I reasoning agree. behind it is because it speeds up the day, but. Um, I'm not a fan of that either. So that's something, you know, it, it's it's tough. Maybe you throw in a, another day, but then you're requiring everybody to come out one more day early. Yeah. <clears throat> but, hey, if we're all making a lot of money in paintball, we got no problem coming out a day early. <laughs> yeah, we don't. That's what we want, though, Scott. I know. That's what <laughs> we wish. We wish. We, we're just paving the way for the next generation. <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, we're going to um, – I'm going to see you at the end of the month, actually. We have a clinic – or a clinic. We have a practice up at – San or Sacramento. Sacramento up at Dave's Field. So that will be a good one. Get, get ready for cup up yeah. there. Um, yeah, that will be good. Was it two weeks out, right? Yeah, two weeks out. So – I don't want to see you pulling off any uh, four-on-ones against us. I mean, <laughs> can't make any promises. <laughs> no, that's not happening. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> um, all right, my man. Well, I'm going to let you go before we end this. Um, is there any sponsors you want to thank? And also, um, how can people follow you on, on social media? What, what networks do you use and what are your names out there? Um, you can go follow me at, uh, on Instagram at, uh, swaggyk23, it's S-W-A-G-G-G-Y-K-23, and, uh, uh, 
I like like to uh, thank Bart and Joe Yakmek. Uh, they're the owners of the Impact, and they do a very good job, and they take very good care of all of the players, and everything's great. And uh, like thank Planet Clips, uh, Virtue, GI Sports, and uh, Style Supply. All right, cool, cool. Well, thanks a lot for hopping on with us, Keith, and. Um, I want to say, yeah, thank you to all the BKI members because without you guys, we wouldn't have this. Um, and if you're not a member, you know, go feel free to check it out, bkipaintball.com. We got tons and tons of uh, cool drills and fitness stuff going on out there. Um, want to thank Dai, my sponsor, um, enabling me to play paintball over the world. And yeah, so thanks a lot, everybody, for uh, tuning in. And again, thank you, Keith. And I'll see you at yep. the end of this month. Thank you, Scott. All right, cool. Take care, brother. Later, man. See ya.